0: Hello there and thank you for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 272 for patch 6.1. Our topic for this episode is the Fireside Survival Guide. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. (laughs) This is Root, and I play a Mage Control Deck.
1: And this is Speckleface, and I play a Patron Warrior Deck. We are a podcast covering the World of Warcraft universe. Coming up in episode number 272 of HearthCast, it's your Hearthstone Fireside Gathering Survival Guide.
0: Hearthstone Fireside Tournaments are events where groups of people get together in the same place and challenge each other to a round of Hearthstone. Now, before throwing yourselves to the wolves, we thought it would be helpful to go over a few tips, things you should know before you actually go to the event, questions you should ask the venue you're going to be playing at, tips while you're actually playing the game, and a proper measure to set your level of expectations. So, Frackleface, you and I have a tournament to go to. Yes, we do. And this is going to be my, I don't know, my fifth, I think fireside gathering but they've all been very very casual yes
1: yeah, this is the first one that actually is a tournament
0: so this is uh, yeah, yeah the stakes are a little higher here yeah and so i started asking you questions about hey what should i do because i'm a very casual hearthstone player so casual that i did not even enter the tournament you entered the tournament because you're like a hardcore, you play like 25 games a day. and
1: That's like exaggeration. All right, well, you yeah, play. Yeah, you know, I play every day.
0: All right, well, that's much more than I play. So we broke this down into some things that, you know, information we should have and answers we should have before we actually get to go to one of these uh, fireside gatherings. For instance, is it a tournament? or is it a casual gathering of people. It's very important to know because some people who are very serious players won't go to a casual fireside gathering. They're only going to go to a tournament. Of course. Is it actually an official Blizzard sponsored tournament or just a, you know, someone giving a tournament, you know, that they're putting together for themselves. So you got to know exactly what kind of, you know, what are you, what are you getting yourself into? You got to know that. Is there an entry fee, Freck? Some of these tournaments, they require an entry fee because they basically say, okay, you know what, it's five bucks for everybody to get in, uh, to be in the tournament, and the winner takes the pot or a portion of it or whatever the case might be. So you got to know that. You know, is it a free thing? you got to pay for it? What's going on?
1: Of course, to know the tournament rules ahead of time, especially if it's one where you need to submit your deck at a certain deadline to qualify know how long the event is going to be.
0: Oh, yeah, because that'd be the worst if you think you're thinking you're going to be there for like an hour and then you get there and it's like four hours. Yeah. And then your SO's like, Excuse me, where have you been for the last three hours? You don't need the drama. No. 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 So you know how long you're going to be there. What if you've got friends? You want to know if they're going to be there, if they're going. And if they're going, you need to know their schedule because it's not something gonna you know show up and then be like, hey man, I'm cutting out after an hour. But like man, what's going on? Yeah. Here's a tip for you: bring breath mints. You're sitting. What in, are you saying? I'm a, well, you know, you're sitting in close proximity to other people, right? Oh, true. And yeah. that breath mint might not be for you. So, you know, well, it is indirectly for you because you'd be like, hey, hey man, uh, you want you want a breath mint? Here, have a breath, man. <laughs> Trust me on this one.
1: You want to know who the organizer is? Are they experienced at this type of thing?
0: Yeah, is this their first rodeo? What are they? You know, what's their motive behind this? Right. You know, are they? Are they doing this because they love the community and they love the game, or are they doing this because they want to make money out of it themselves? What's their motivation putting on the tournament or either hosting the event? Are trying to get people through the front door? Because we've seen places that have done that. True. They're just trying to, you know, hey, yeah, we'll host a fireside event here. We'll host a, yeah, everybody can come play Hearthstone here. And you get there, and it's like, eh, you guys aren't prepared.
1: You want to keep the contact information for the organizer handy. You know, we had an issue at the last place. We went, where we couldn't find the front door. Really? It was weird. Oh, yeah. I've been there so before. It's that, so. it's that big building where yeah. only part of it was open. yeah. Yeah, it's tricky.
0: It's called the Exchange Building here in Orlando, right. that one was. But you have to know how to get in, and once you're in the building and you need to go into the event in the right. building, you don't know where to go yeah. one, once you're in. So, yeah. You kind of want to have a good feel for how many people are attending this event. That's going to give you, uh, you know, kind of a ballpark understanding. If it's like, okay, there's five people showing up, eh. okay, it's a more intimate setting, you know. Yeah. Versus, okay, there's 300 people signed up to this. Holy cow. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of people. You know, events that are, you know, 100 people is not uncommon. And, you know, those are big, huge events and they're fun to go to. So you want to know what you're getting yourself into with how many people are going to be there. So, along with how many people are going, are you going with a group? Is it just you? If you're going with a group, is that group, you know, are they planning on doing something after the event? You want to know that. That's just going along with good planning. So you know how to plan out your night. Before you go, I recommend printing out a name tag with your battle tag on it. A lot of times you get to the events and they have like a little, uh, hello, my name is, and they want you to write it out. Yeah. And that's never good because you're rushed, you're, you're bending over a table, it's not normal writing, you're, you know, you got people behind you stressing you out and you end up like messing up your battle tag. So take the time to print, you know, write one out at home. Go down to Walgreens or your local store and get some of them stickers, Hello, My Name Is stickers, right at your battle tag. Then also get something a little larger like a desk plate that you can put on your desk or wherever you're going to sit at with your battle tag on it. That way, people from across the room or across the table, they know that's you that you're playing against. Like, oh, there's Root. There he is right there.
1: Of course, before you even do that, you want to know what type of seating there is available. Oh, yeah. What if it's just at a bar and everyone's just sitting at a bar or standing around?
0: Oof, we had that. And yeah, it was, we had that. Yeah, it wasn't good. Mm-mm. It wasn't good. That was not good. That was that was the event I was talking about those doing it for themselves. That was a very negative experience. And the seating was not good. The Wi-Fi was. Nothing was good about that event. I <laughs> <No. laughs>
1: We'll uh, probably come back to that uh some related point. A points, lot of times.
0: <laughs> now, the other cool thing about having the... Uh, The nameplate is if you have to get up to, you know, use a restroom or whatever or get a drink or whatever, you can just, like, leave the nameplate there and no one's going to grab your seat.
1: True. Make sure you have a fully charged device, whether it's a phone or tablet.
0: Or computer, laptop.
1: Yeah, or laptop. Charge the thing up. And make sure you have some backup method of charging it as well.
0: Yeah, most of these places are going to have some form of electrical, you know, power sources there that you can get your computer devices to. But don't count on it because you can get a lot of people trying to plug in the same thing and they may either overload the circuits or just not be enough available plugs. So you want to bring yourself, if you have a, a mobile device, phone or a tablet, bring you one of those little portable chargers. Go get yourself one. You should have one of those anyhow. They're, they're super handy. Bring that with you so you can charge up your device when it runs out of battery. Of course, you don't want to forget any of your cables. Bring your cables, bring your power cables, your data cables, your charging cables, bring all those cables. Now, I recommend going down to, you know, a hardware store, getting some of the small uh, zip ties and get some of the ones that are like the neon color, like the pinks, the yellows, the greens, purple, whatever the case might be. Neon colors I recommend and put that zip tie around your charging cable so you can identify that as your charging cable. Because when you get to these places, everybody's going to bring their charging cables. And guess what? All these charging cables look the same.
1: You sound like you have experience.
0: (laughs) I do. All of my personal cables that I bring with me to work all have a bright pink zip tie around them.
1: (laughs) No one's taking that.
0: Nobody's taking that. And if I see it somewhere and go, that's mine. No one else is going to put a bright pink zip tie around their cable. So I know it's mine.
1: Can you also use little ties that come around a bread
0: loaf? You know, those fall off, oh, especially true. the bread loaf ones, Yeah. Oh, okay. the twisty ties. No, yeah, twisty ties. No, no. no, just zip tie, it. zip tie. Know, zip tie that zip tie. thing. Zip All tie. Right.
1: It always helps to know as much about the venue as possible. Not beyond just the name of it in the general area. Can it handle the group? Do they know that the group is coming? You know, I know that there are some kind of casual fireside events that happen, for example, at a Panera and people just show up at a Panera and expect to all use the Wi Fi. Oh, no,
0: Panera's—it's not. It can't handle. <laughs> no, it. no, it, no. They got a little Linksys router in the back that craps out after about twenty people are on it, and that's not what you want.
1: Right. So if you're not going to an event that where they've made arrangements with the manager or the owner to be there that particular time, then it's probably not going to be that great of an event.
0: The issue that we had—what we'll, we'll let's call this place um, venue X you know, we get there for the—it was the the first Fireside tournament that I'd ever gone to. We get there for it. The person up front doesn't know we're there, doesn't know why we're there. They have no idea that there's a tournament going on.
1: Well, it wasn't a tournament, to be fair. It was was a gathering. It was right when Blizzard first announced the Fireside events when they added the card back. Right, and so— So all you had to do was have three people play on the same network to be able to get the card back. So they're just like, oh yeah, show up and— play hearthstone here right meanwhile there's no extra seating set up nothing done any differently than any other night they would have no. going on
0: no the front staff didn't know anything about it and then once you were in there was no like area for the group so there's right. nothing identifying the group to be right, there right uh, it was just a
1: huge bar and an arcade
0: yeah it's a barcade
1: no seating no seating other than at the bar
0: no way to, um, and yeah, and some people are bringing their laptops with them, which is kind of crucial. You need to have well, yeah. somewhere to put that thing. You had to ask people if you got their attention. You had to ask them what the Wi-Fi password it was, what all the information. was. Well, none of that was handed out beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then what bothered me the most is they had a crummy Wi-Fi system that would start to lock up, start to bog down. People couldn't see each other, and their answer was reboot it. And it didn't matter if like two people had a really good connection and were playing a game; they would just go reboot the Wi-Fi router, and everybody's offline. Yeah. And so that was a that venue was not prepared for that to happen.
1: And that venue did charge a cover. So if you do see something advertised as having a fireside event, you did want to make sure that uh, you know if there's going to be a cover charge when you get there.
0: That has nothing to do with the actual fireside event. That is just a cover charge for that location. You're walking to the front door, they're charging you seven bucks, whatever it is. And now you can, you know, you get your hand stamped or wristband or whatever, and you're in. Right. So, before you, you, what I'm here for the fireside event you guys advertise. That's nice, seven bucks. Wow. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And along that vein, you want to know if there is any age restrictions. Is it 18 and up? Is it 21 and up? What's the parking like? There are a lot, garage, street parking.
0: You gotta pay to park.
1: Right. Hourly.
0: Yeah, if something Never. you got yeah, or, you know, something's gonna cost you ten bucks to park, five bucks to get into the event. I mean, you gotta know these things. Yeah. What about dress codes? You know, what is allowed? You know, are people gonna, you know, to go to the extreme, are people gonna cosplay? They probably won't. <laughs> you know, but in that same vein, is it something where people say, well, we expect a, you know, moderate dress code or like well, I say cosplay, and we laughed at that. But at Venue X, there were people cosplaying there. That's true. Maybe not in the for, for the Fireside tournament, but there were still cosplayers there. Uh, Master Chief was walking around, and you know there's a lot of stuff going on. So yeah, you, you got to know the dress code.
1: You wanna into the food situation. Food that's important to me. Noms. Noms, and more importantly, water. When you have oh, yeah. that many people together, you're always going to get hot. You're always going to get thirsty. You need to know what types of places are around, or is the venue itself going to have drinks?
0: Can you bring drinks? Can you bring food with you? Can you bring some snacks? Yeah. Is it allowed? Is it not allowed? You know, some places no outside beverages are allowed. Outside food and drink isn't allowed. And, you you know, is there a minimum? Because if you go back to our venue X, that the only seating was at the bar, they also required you to be buying drinks while you were at the bar.
1: Right. So... Yeah, that was another very annoying part of that was the people who showed up for the tournament that the place itself advertised came to sit at the only place that it was available to sit and were being hassled by the bartenders to move unless they kept buying drinks.
0: Mm-hmm. Security of a location is also very important. And, you know, this is something you can just look at, you know, from the onset Isn't it a good part of town? Is it not in a good part of town? If it is not in a good part of town, you can ask the organizer, hey, is there going to be like escorts to the parking or what's going on? They can ask them how the security is. Right. Don't be afraid to ask that question. It's very important. Do you also want to know if the venue knows that you're showing up or not? You kind of alluded to this one before, with the Panera Bread situation. But if the venue doesn't know that that group is going to be there, they're going to be woefully unprepared. Absolutely. You know, even if it's ten people who show up, all those ten people are going to be asking for information that in that venue they may not know. It's not everybody's going to have the Wi-Fi password. Now they got to go get it. Now ten people are going to be on it. They're just not going to be prepared. And if there is food available in a location, go ahead and you know be forward with the uh, the organizer and ask them if that venue, you know, the location that is providing food, is it one location? Is it two? Are there options? Are there going to be discounts provided because you're in an event? Know these things. You know, you have to have your expectations set, right? Because if you go to an event and they have one food source at the event and you're not allowed to bring extra food in, it's going to be a while. Yeah, that's true. For the food to get there. Uh, on that, you, know, you can always put, like, some snacks in, you know, in your pocket. and Ninja nom while you're there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Before you go, you also want to get your collection ready. Ooh. One of the best things to do to prepare is just simply watch streams of other people playing. And that will help you learn the strategies. That will help you learn the terminology. There is a lot of lingo that goes along with uh, talking about Hearthstone.
0: A lot of it I just don't know either. Exactly. You know, I will play the game, but I still don't catch stuff. Right. You know, someone's going to tell me they're running a Mechano Hog Ninja Murloc Battle Bot deck thing
1: right i mean there's there's (laughs) types of decks and then there's what you do in the game like top decking or exactly (laughs) just lots of terminology that people who play hearthstone a lot people who watch streams a lot are very familiar with if you go to these meetups and people will start talking to you using all this jargon it helps to know what they're talking about
0: know your battle tag
1: you know, yeah, we did mention uh, printing it out or, you know, being able to share it easily. But even just take before you get to that stage, uh, I know from experience from hosting the WoW Meetup group for a couple of years now that a lot of people don't know their battle tag. Mm-hmm. And I know from having been at a few of these Hearthstone events or even just even at our um, WoW Meetup groups so that people um, will want to play each other while we're waiting on our food to come out or whatever. Yes, Blizzard does have a nearby players list, but it is very unreliable. Yeah,
0: that's very hit or miss. I have watched
1: the person who's sitting across from me, three feet away, disappear and reappear from that list. It is not reliable at all. If you actually want to play the people around you, you need to know your battle tag and be able to give it out easily. If you want to be able to have some good games, if you're starting out at Hearthstone... And you want to get to the point where you can play with other people on and have a sort of level playing field. You know, the first thing you do is complete the tutorial.
0: Yeah, be, beat the innkeeper. Beat
1: the innkeeper. they will give you your basics. Then you have to play each class enough to get up to level 10, which will unlock all of your basic cards.
0: Yeah, this is one uh, I really wasn't aware of, so we're right. taking care of that this week.
1: Right. Now, the next two things I'm going to do are to complete the expansions. Blackrock Mountain and Naxxoramus were both single-player mode expansions, whereas you are fighting AI bosses, and after you beat certain number of bosses, it unlocks cards automatically. Now, those cost $25 each, You see, so you do have to be aware that there is some... Uh, monetary investment going into starting Hearthstone at this point to be able to catch up with other players. After you have those cards, now you're buying card packs. And there's Classic and there's Goblin versus Gnomes. Those are two different card sets. Um, if you're just starting out, you can really use either. You're more likely to need Classic. If you really want to be as correct as possible... There is a spreadsheet floating around online that you can save and put in all of your cards that you have, and it'll tell you which decks you should buy. Oh, wow. That took me about an hour to do, but I like spreadsheets, so I didn't mind it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's funny. So it tells you what what decks you should be buying, whether you need the expansion ones or the classic. That's cool. So you want to build at least what? How many decks?
1: It really depends. You want to have at least one good one. But, of course, two or three is better. That way, if you're playing against one person in particular and you kind of feel like you're done with that deck and you want to try something different, uh, then you have some more to fall back on.
0: Right. Plus, if you're actually in a tournament, that tournament might have rules to say you have to have three unique separate decks or whatever exactly. the case might be. Exactly. So you go ahead and build those and you know, practice with them. Understand the, the strengths and weaknesses of those decks.
1: You want to know what's going on with the current meta. Um, we don't talk a lot about this on the show, but basically the meta is kind of the, uh, the circle of life, if you will, of Hearthstone and that there's a card that's extremely powerful. So a bunch of people start putting that in their decks, but then there's a card that counters that. So then people kind of shift and start putting that card in their decks instead. And that's what's called the meta is like what, how people are building their decks to react to other things. Ah,
0: okay. So So, it's like the current in-game strategy.
1: Exactly, the current trend. Yeah, Um, that makes sense. Right. Give you just like a quick example of this. Um, One of the legendaries that got very popular is called Dr. Boom. He costs seven. You put him out on the board, he's a 7-7. He also puts two mechanicals on the board called BoomBot's. They're 1-1s, but when you hit them, they do damage to a random enemy for between 1 and 4.
0: Wow, okay. So
1: it's a very powerful card. But there's also a card that costs 3. It's called a Big Game Hunter, and its battle cry is it destroys a minion with an attack power of 7 or above. So first people started playing Dr. Boom, and then everyone started adding Big Game Hunter to their decks. And then in reaction to people playing Big Game Hunter all the time, people started to gravitate more toward um, creatures that had attack power of 6 rather than 7. So when you start building your deck around, okay, well, I'm not going to put this 7 attack because the Big Gamer will just just hit it. I'm going to pick something that's 6. That's when you're following the meta.
0: I gotcha, 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 gotcha.
1: So being aware of what the trends are, what people are doing, um, can help you be more competitive.
0: Now, this is uh, from personal experience. Let your friends know that you're going to be playing in a tournament or a fireside gathering. With, or you be, know.
1: Yeah, I have people around me at this time. Yeah. so <laughs> yeah. Other
0: people might be seeing my screen. Uh, uh-huh. You know, we, we talked about it on the show. I was showing the CEO of the company a Hearthstone on my Android device, and our dear, dear friend, Dead Guy, uh, sends me a message that just says slash lick, which <laughs> admittedly is a greeting that Dead Guy uses a lot. He does. Uh, that was a fun one to try to He's explain. You know. awkward. Yeah, it's like, then that's Dead Guy. Okay. <laughs> it, you, and what does my CEO remember about me showing him Hearthstone? Someone Not Hearthstone. You. Yeah, that's that licking game. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> So let them know because inside jokes are better kept, you know. On the inside, you're not really shared with uh, other prying eyes that might be about your screen. Similar note should go without saying, clean up your computer or your device because other people are going to be around you. And I don't mean physically clean it.
1: (laughs) Well, that's important too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But keep it, you know. Moderate or, you know, just keep it clean. (laughs) (laughs) Just do that. Now, Freck, if I'm going into this tournament and I I now understand what meta is, but I don't really understand the current meta, even though you kind of explained it to me. I have not completed the Black Rock Mountain or the next Rammus expansion, so am I just going to get, you know, just clean my clock, clean the entire... People is going to be mopping the floor with me the entire time that I'm there. Because all I've got are, you know, some basic decks.
1: Well, never say never. Like, on the one hand, you will be at a disadvantage. But on the other hand, Hearthstone relies very heavily on RNG or luck, whatever. You can have the best deck in the world, but get a horrible starting hand and you can lose no matter who you're up against, it happens. It's happened to popular streamers, uh, ones who are up in uh, legendary ranks uh, as possible. I, I've seen news stories about, you know, the, I forgot the name of it, some really uh, famous streamer who got beat by basic deck. How hmm. is legendary still got beat by basic deck? And it's just simply because there is uh, so much RNG in the game that you just can't always predict.
0: Yeah. So you're saying there's a chance that I might there's actually a win a round. Right. All I need to do is like win three and I can get a card back or something, right? Yeah.
1: yeah I think you just have to play three. I don't think you have to win three. Oh, that's even better. Yeah.
0: I can do that. All right. so it's- some expectations that you should be able to set for yourself. We're going to give you that, that measure so you don't set it too high, you don't set it too low. These are expectations so that you're not, you know, either overwhelmed or underwhelmed when you get to an event. First off, especially for me, be prepared to lose. It's okay. You know, if I'm it over, is. Yeah, I'm going to lose, it's fine. It's part of the game. Someone's got to win, someone's got to lose. That's That's how the game works. I accept that. Let's go. If I'm going to lose, win to lose. It's, I'm there to have fun.
1: Right. On the other hand, if you do win, don't expect people to be impressed.
0: like, look, I won. You're gonna go. <laughs> oh, that's nice, root. That's nice. No, but but it says it says victory. <laughs> that's nice.
1: In your face, you know. Don't be doing <laughs> a dance. <laughs> Jump on the table.
0: We, we've we had some guy yell something in one of the events. Like he won and he yelled something. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember. But he <laughs> yelled something. <laughs> Everyone's like, hey, it's that guy. <laughs>
1: But, so, in other words, don't gloat, but don't be a sore loser yeah, either.
0: Yeah, very I mean, it's a game. Have fun It's with a it. game. Yes, your deck is awesome. Yes, it's loaded with super rare cards that you got from purchasing all the packs. Everybody else can do the same thing.
1: Yeah. But if you have a golden Anoyatron, it's okay to gloat. Oh, is, that it? Yeah. is that the
0: exception to the of rule? Course. The golden Anoyatron? Golden Annoia-tron. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have that card?
1: Not yet. We'll help you get there. Uh, when you go there, just remember there's always going to be glitches with internets and computers and stuff. And I, this is totally a technical way to explain it. But stuff is going to crap out. It's okay. Just be patient.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times the event organizer has nothing to do with what's going on of behind course. the scenes uh, with power electrical networking. Uh just be aware that if the venue is properly set up for it and can handle it, you're still going to run into glitches that might not even be related to the local area. It could just be Blizzard. Battle.net could crash. Oh, yeah. You know, there could always be something going on. And yeah, just... what if
1: you happen to have the game at the time when they're having issues, with people logging in?
0: There you go. Yeah, the other people can't log in. Yeah, the authentication servers oh. crash, and what are you going to do? Don't blame the venue. Don't blame the organizer. That's just something going on. So you have to understand that this stuff's going to happen. It's not going to be the perfect event. We will never, ever have the perfect event. Blizzard doesn't even have the perfect events. So something's always going to happen. Just be prepared for that and be patient with it. You need to be very, very open-minded when you go to these events. And this is probably a little bit of old man root talking here. But Hearthstone attracts a very diverse crowd. Different races, different sexual orientations, different hair colors, skin colors, uh, planet orient, you know, planets that they're from. Oh, I'm sure there, I am positive that there were some Martians at that last one. Maybe some people from Jupiter. Had to be. Just had to be. But, <laughs> yeah. but understand you got something in common with them. You both play Hearthstone and you enjoy Hearthstone. So no matter, you know. Any kind of bias you may bring in there with you, just leave it at the door. It has no place anywhere in life anyhow, but much less of a place in a closed environment with other people. So just remember that we're all human. We're all there to have fun. No matter what they look like, smell like, taste like, whatever.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to let you go to the next one. <laughs> tasting people. What was that
0: slash lick comment? Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, you know, everybody's got Hearthstone in common, and that's the beauty of this game, is that everybody, and it might be kids, they're they're like, you know, I'm old man Root, but there's going to be a kid who's like nine years old who destroys me. Oh, sure. It's going to happen, and then yeah. there's going to be like the 85-year-old grandma there who is just like, you know, killing it in Hearthstone. So it, that attracts everybody, and that's, that's an awesome part of the game.
1: That's true. It is a fantastic game, and it's made even better when you're playing with other people in a fireside gathering. So we hope the information we provided will make your next fireside gathering a fun one. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, or any other feedback.
0: Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at HearthCast Freck and at hearthcastroot, or just head on over to our HearthCast Facebook page.
1: Visit our website, hearthcast.com, for podcast archives, show information, and more.
0: Until next time, this has been Rick And Freckle Pace. I love the 20. Hey, everybody. This is Rick from Hearthcast. And joining me on the phone tonight is Amy, who is our wonderful, one of the co-hosts, anyhow, of the upcoming Florida Fireside... Hearthstone Gathering Tournament extraordinaire. Amy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. So tell me, how cool is it that this time the Fireside Gathering Tournament here in Orlando is an official Blizzard sanctioned tournament?
2: Yeah, we're, we're extremely excited. I think um, a lot of people have been begging us for probably over a year to get a tournament in place. So um, now that we've finally been able to do it, and it's actually been, you know, given the blessing from Blizzard, uh, we're excited to be able to have it and, and especially be able to have a full 16-player roster, which
0: is great. Renee, now I saw on the meetup.com uh, site that there are a whole lot uh, more than 16 people signed up. Do you know what your last count was?
2: Well, the actual meetup itself is going to probably be between um, 60 to 70 people. Um, I'm assuming it'll probably be close to about what it was last time. Um, but as far as the players, um, the tournament, we're only going to have um, 16. Um, and I think there's currently 16 so there's currently 16 players lined up in those brackets and then we've got about 20 people on the waiting list. Um, so in case any of those you know, brackets fall through or people aren't able to come to the event, then we can backspill with the waiting list people.
0: And I know we had 70 people signed up for the, for last time, but I am pretty sure I counted a lot more than 70 people. I think there are a lot of uh, friends <laughs> and children. I know I plus one did myself and brought my son to the event.
2: Yeah, yeah. I would say there were, um, I think we had a total headcount at one point of 80 people, but there was a lot of coming and going. So, I mean, we probably saw about 90 people throughout the course of the event last time. Um, yeah, we'll be meeting at, at um, the Canvas facility, which um, is part of where I work at ECHO. But um, we've got a big space reserved for um, not only the tournament players, but for casual people that are coming to just watch the tournament and or just, you know, play with other, you know, more casual players.
0: And the cool thing I like about that, it's on the first floor, not a lot of walking, ample parking right across the street. And uh, when you're out, you're right on Church Street, so after the event, you can go right straight down Church Street and have a fantastic time.
2: Yeah, there are so many things within walking distance. So either before, if you're up for some brunch, or after, if you want to grab some drinks, or in the middle, if you want to go out and grab anything, there's um, plenty of stuff within walking distance and plenty of parking all around.
0: And we're going to have plenty of food and drinks. I know they're at the event. I know there's, pl- there's plenty of stuff within walking distance as well, if someone wants to go out and grab a bite to eat. But I know that we're going to have at least some snacks there for, you know, just quick got to have a munchy type thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll have um, some sodas and some water and some chips some good little snacks so that people aren't falling over from, uh, you know, dehydration or anything.
0: <laughs> and remind me again, what time does the event start?
2: So we are going to be officially kicking off the event at 2 p.m. Um, it could go as late as 8 o'clock. It's just hard to tell sometimes how long these tournaments will take. So um, we're going to probably have a couple hours of tournament play and then obviously mixed in with other people, just you know, casual playing on the, um, the outskirts. We'll break um, for some, you know, probably some fun activities, and then we'll go back to kind of semifinals and finals, the last half
0: of the event. Awesome. So we're super looking forward to an, a possible total six plus hours of everybody playing Hearthstone.
2: Yeah, everybody. It was funny. I got a lot of feedback from the last event that they wished it was longer. <laughs> so um, we had a four-hour event last time. So um, we're bumping it up to about six hours, and I think that'll give us enough time to get through the tournament and also um, allow people who maybe can't come at the beginning part or have to cut out early that it, it's a bigger. Sh- at a time so you know people have more opportunity to come by
0: that is gonna be so much fun I know since it's gonna be an eight hour event that I'm bringing uh, additional iPad chargers with me to keep my game up and strong
2: yeah we will have plenty of power plenty of Wi-Fi um, we're gonna hardline all of our tournament players um, so you know they have no issues with the Wi-Fi um, and it'll actually be good because it'll reduce the amount of people on the Wi-Fi so I think we'll be in good shape
0: Oh, that is awesome. I had not read that we're going to be hardlining the uh, the tournament players. Are you actually providing yeah, them PCs, or do they, they need to bring their own?
2: Yeah, we're requesting that everybody brings their own either laptops or you know they can even bring desktops if they need to. There's plenty of room. Um, we've gotten some you know concerns about people wanting to bring their iPads and their phones, but as you know from the last event, when you get – 80 or 90 people in one space you just can't rely on the wi-fi um, being connected all the time and for whatever reason this space is a little bit of a black hole so even data and cell service can be pretty spotty so just to have the best results and you know be fair to all the tournament players we're going to hardline them
0: that is a fantastic idea it sounds like you guys have really done your your homework and put a lot of thought and care into this event
2: yeah it's it's definitely our, our our baby Garrett and I are very excited to to have this we wanted to do it the first time around we just couldn't scramble and get it done quick enough and i think it was good that we had a really more casual event the first time around and let everybody kind of get familiar with the space and the format and then um you know we're considering this a smaller tournament and we would love to have a bigger one you know in the future and maybe even have one where it's just solely a tournament and we can focus on opening it up to more devices and things like that for people to play in the tournament
0: but I do appreciate the approach that you you and Garrett about taking to this, where you have grown this event, off from where it's where you know the very first one, which was a total casual. Now we're adding in a, in a, uh, a bracketed tournament into it, and if it grows, in there, fantastic. But I would like that approach versus the let's just open it up and see what happens approach.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I think um, definitely uh, slow and steady will win the you know win the race, and and really make sure that we can provide the best experience for everyone. Um, what I really like would encourage people to do is join the meetup group so that they get updated for all the new um, things that we might be adding to the event. We've actually got some stuff in the works that we haven't announced yet. So there, we could potentially have some cool people um, you know, that we interview and some fun stuff going on. So even if you're not super interested in the tournament, I would definitely, you know, we people to join the meetup group and at least get announcements when, um, when we've got new things to add to the the agenda, um, and on top of that, we've actually are going to be helping support other um, groups in the Florida area that are wanting to put on the fireside gatherings that just don't necessarily have maybe the means or the know-how to get all of the people organized online. So, and to give you an example, we've got some people that are going to be hosting a meetup out in Lakeland, which is about. 30, 40 minutes south of Orlando. Um, Garrett and I will both be at BlizzCon when it's happening, but we're going to help support them, you know, drive information and people to the event um, so that they can have a fireside gathering down in Lakeland.
0: Oh, that is so awesome and kind of you guys. Could you remind me again of what the actual meetup.com address is?
2: Yeah, it's meetup.com slash Florida Fireside, and it's all spelled out, so it's the full Florida and then Fireside. No spaces, no hyphens or anything like that, so just Florida Fireside.
0: So meetup.com slash Florida Fireside, that sounds fantastic. Hey, Amy, let's want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to get us all updated, and I am really looking forward to seeing you and Gary and all the other Hearthstone players at the upcoming tournament.
2: Oh, us too. I really appreciate your support and looking forward to seeing you guys.